1: Friends, welcome back to another episode. I'm Saba and I'm Brandon, and we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's conversation, we have the pleasure of speaking with Pete, who is the owner of Skinny Jeans Farm and Dispensary in Norman, Oklahoma, right by the OU campus. He also has his hands in the music industry as well. So, we're excited to get to know him and find out what fuels his fire and what he's doing for patients in Oklahoma. So, guys, please welcome Pete to the Cannabis Hangout.
2: Yo, yo, yo.
1: <laughs> Hi, Pete. Thank you so much much for taking time out of your day to sit down with us and
0: share your story. Um, before we dive into business, let's just start from the beginning and tell us where your cannabis journey first began.
2: For sure. Um, let's see. So it started, I'm from uh, Eugene, Oregon. Okay. So I started growing weed when I was about 10. Wow. And forgive me, I'm just oh, you're fine. glass fog. <laughs> um, yeah, I started growing weed or helping growing weed when I was about 10 years old. Um, there's a, a band out of Eugene that used to follow the Grateful Dead named the Merry Pranksters. Yeah.
3: Okay.
2: And uh, Normal Bean, mm-hmm. which actually he was just diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, so prayers for him. But we uh, we met and we lived right next door to him. He used to come over and ask my mom if we could come help with uh, cutting leaves or, you oh, know, cool. trimming That's and cool. stuff. So my brother never helped. Mm-hmm. He was too cool yeah. for plants. You have someone you know? in your family like yeah. that. Yeah. And so um, – I uh, I started working with him. He was a he did Korean natural farming. He had a big koi pond in his backyard. Cool. And, yeah, I did all the dirty work for him. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that part sucked. It was like being a CNA for weed. Yeah.
1: yeah, but that's how you learn like all the grunt work. Yeah, and that's yeah. where you I feel like really can Grounds like, you. Yeah, and I feel like it helps teach you a lot of things at a young age that adults are now learning. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like. All that stuff Mm -hmm. goes into growing, and therefore you have to do that stuff in order to grow. Facts. Yeah. Big facts. Yeah.
2: And um, so I I learned that. I I wouldn't say I picked up uh, his style of growing. Yeah. You know, he would give me little, you know, key indicators. Here's a – this is a deficiency. This is this, you know. And Mm -hmm. so um, it was someone to bounce ideas off of. I didn't realize it at first, you know, but it was more – yeah, just gave me something to do and stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. I was a troubled kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and the, uh, the progress of that turned into I, I owned my own medical facility in Oregon for wow. a couple of years. We opened in 2015, closed in 2018. Um, more because the way we had, you know, looked at the market, Washington had done way with medical when it became recreational. So we kind of just projected that Oregon would do the same thing. So I, I sold my farm. Worked on finding another place that was, you know, either becoming legal or whatever. And uh, yeah, weed, weed is growing. Weed specifically has been a part of my life since I was a child. It got that's me cool. through college. That's awesome. Um, I have a business degree and psychology degree from the University of Oregon. Okay. Wow! So um, wow. I paid for college for
1: cool flipping packs. Heck yeah! <laughs> that's so that's
2: cool. So <laughs> dope. We love
1: to hear it. Right,
2: and so it's uh, it's been a yeah lifestyle. Yeah, I would that's awesome. say. The, the biggest thing that it gave me was realizing that nobody would do it unless I did, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. that's not in any case, but just like for what I want in life. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I learned that at an early age.
3: Yeah. Just
2: didn't really have the guidance to know where to put that energy. For mm-hmm. sure. And so after I got out of school, um, that's when music took off. Woman. Okay. I was actually a rapper in my early 20s. Okay. And so that's I toured cool. with Lil Wayne. Well, shut up. But yeah.
1: That's cool. Bran
0: went through like a huge Lil Wayne phase. I like, would go to like a, so many concerts of his that I
1: could. Like it, as many as she could. If I went to
2: any in 2017, I was probably on it.
1: Okay, I don't know if I did in I 2017. Know, yeah, it, it was, was crazy. crazy. I think your face had passed by then. I,
0: right? I would have been like, I recognize you.
2: I know. I, I One thing that I've been told is, and that's a good and bad thing, is I'm really... Uniquely recognizable. Yeah. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that. I'm just a normal person. But.
0: But that's honestly, it's a compliment yeah, too. And for a, sure, in a way, you know, uniquely <laughs> yeah, sure. recognizable. Yeah. yeah. I, I was,
2: and you know, it's flattering. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. I guess. So I have a question. Like growing up in Oregon, did you? So like that was just normal to like have a trimming job and do something like that. Like, is that what other everyone else around you did? Like, or what was the
2: legality yeah, at the I, time I, of that? I, I wouldn't say yes at all. Yeah. Um. So I come from an interesting background mm-hmm. in parents. Mm-hmm. So my mom's a drug and alcohol counselor. Okay. So I was getting UA'd from like 12 on. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like for real. Damn. I wish that wasn't a joke. Yeah. That was real. And huh. the, the way my mom had instilled it is if I smoke weed, I'm going to die. You know, it's yeah. the, that dare method, right? Like, mm-hmm.
0: Dare method. And
2: when I mm-hmm. when I got hired for the first time, I was like, "My mom is full of shit." <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. What are you talking about yeah, and so funny. the biggest part for me in and that was just maintaining my integrity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, like the the just say no type of stuff and all that. I I feel like I, I've never had a problem with drugs, and I yeah. don't drink. So okay. I strictly smoke weed mm-hmm. and eat it. Love and that. so, you yeah, know, yeah. and that's good enough for me. Yeah. You know, addiction runs in my family, mm-hmm. but I personally through just understanding and wanting to move forward in life yeah. with whatever that may be, mm-hmm. um, I've never had that problem. Yeah. And so it's, it's been an interesting thing because nobody you know my age when I was growing up was doing that mm-hmm. and I was constantly told not to tell people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't understand like the people get robbed for it. Yeah. You know, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So that that's one of the things that allowed me to be able to be, I wouldn't even say secretive, but just trustworthy. Yeah. yeah. You know, we can Right. You, you can tell me something and if it's confidential I, I'm I'm yeah sticking with mm-hmm. it, Yeah. You know? That
0: is cool. So what about the nature in Oregon? Were you just always outside or what?
2: No. No, no. it wasn't. I, I mean, for the most part, like summer times, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Summer times are crazy in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like there's a place called Bryce's Creek, mm-hmm. and it's right outside of Eugene, about 40 miles, and, um, it's literally you hike about an hour and a half into the woods, and then you push through some trees, and it's just this big, wow, like crystal blue. Wow. oasis. Ugh, just Oregon is somewhere yeah. that's you know like I mean? on my list. To it's, like it's beautiful. Like it's a great Explore. place to go. Yeah. It's just more like there's a lot of angry people out there. Mm. Interesting. Know? Yeah. And, and it's, it's very, yeah, it's, it's just an interesting place. Yeah. And, um, I don't even know what it's about, Yeah. but it changed. I, I lived in Cali in 2017. When I moved back, it was completely different.
0: In a and good way, no, or no bad, no, no. Or no, bad, no, no, bad yeah.
2: way? Like so, one of the big things was uh, there was no high rises supposed to be on the southeast side of town
0: mm-hmm.
2: or the east side, so n- nothing over three stories. Mm. And then when I came back, it was literally so high many, rises. Yeah, everywhere. interesting. And, and it's like Portland was like very grungy on the east side. You know, yeah. the best coffee was over there. Yeah. yeah, all those kind of things. The weed stores. Yeah, you know when it was medical. So it was right. like the west side was all the you know, people in suits, mm-hmm. you know, and then the the big children's hospital. And so it was more, they switched everything to the mm-hmm. east side and kind of just, you know, industrialized everything yeah. versus just on the west. Mm-hmm. So it was weird, but I love it out here. Yeah, I that's cool. Oklahoma's
0: a great place yeah. to be. So it how is. long have you it lived really in is. Oklahoma?
2: A little over two years. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, so it's like.
0: Oh, you're, oh, you're fine. He's rolling a joint right now. I've been working <laughs> on it.
2: <laughs> um, but I, I love it here. Um, I, I do have other places that I have houses, but this is specifically where I probably mm-hmm. will retire. That's, that's awesome cool to that's hear. It's cool so welcoming. So I know. Welcoming. I, know. Like, I haven't had one problem. I've had some crazy drivers I've ran into. Yeah. Like <laughs> specifically this morning at Starbucks. Oh, goodness. But I paid for his coffee. Oh, that's nice. I of made you. him feel like a dick. Good. Yeah. You know? And it's Kill like, him with kindness. Yeah. Man. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why would I want to go out of my way to ruin my morning? Yeah. You know, uh, exactly. I'll just make theirs or, better.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I know, that's a great <laughs> perspective. So tell me this. You said you got a degree in psychology, which is interesting. What. Made you want to do
2: that? Well, it was more um, influenced by what my mom was doing. So okay, yeah. I was actually a drug and alcohol counselor myself.
1: Okay, cool. So
2: I worked with people that were 18 to 23. Mm-hmm. And so that was when I was 23, 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And it was like the highest risk for death of overdose mm-hmm. was in that age. And so I did that, and then I learned a lot, you know, through whatever – working with people, you know, doing different stuff. And also, like, the, the classes through, like, uh, pharmacology school
3: mm-hmm.
2: and, you know, early childhood development and what the, what those things do to play into where people are now. Mm-hmm. And also what they do to, like, because I, I could use certain things as an excuse for my childhood, mm-hmm. but I don't. I, I use it as fuel to move forward. And then when I move forward and I use that fuel positively – I realized that I'm not stuck on those things anymore.
3: Yeah. yeah. You know what I
2: mean? Yeah. And so that that's the biggest thing for school that I learned was more about myself. Yeah. I hated the work that I did.
3: Yeah. It
2: was so depressing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and in, in those in that kind of work, you don't have anybody to talk to. Mm-hmm. There's HIPAA laws. Yeah. And so if someone tells you something crazy, you kind of just have to digest it yeah. the, uh, the best possible mm-hmm. way on
0: your own. Yeah, yeah. And so I always think about that, like how people in psychology or like drug and alcohol counseling, like that's There's a lot of deep shit. Oh yeah, it's it's disturbing, intense. and you know whatever. Yeah. But you kind of just have to, like you were saying, you you learned how to be trustworthy and how to keep information, you know, to yourself Which at is the same time.
2: What helped me in, yeah. in that because it's like there's certain things you'll just like hear it and you'll be like, holy shit. Like where did that even come from? Yeah. Like people really deal with stuff like this, right? You know? and, and you didn't so, expect
0: it to come out of their little body. Yeah. Like damn. Yeah.
2: And like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that, you know, you you really wouldn't know what they're going through, and that's that's another thing that that helped me with is is understanding that you know people don't always mean to be like they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know they're they're responsible for it. Right. That's that's a big thing. Yeah. But they don't always mean it, and without the right guidance, how are they supposed to change? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's,
0: it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Cause 20, I can't
2: contribute my success or anything like that to just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At all.
0: Yeah. But you also like turned inward too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like that is, that's where the magic happens yeah. too. Whenever you have the tools to do that or the resource mm-hmm. or just the mental capacity to be able to be like, all right, this is going to be hard, but I'm going to turn inward and kind of work through yeah. stuff that I know will fuel my fire later. Yeah. Yeah. I love That's your really perspective. Good. I your, do too. You have great perspective.
1: Thank, well you thank you for you. sharing. Yeah, for it's, sure.
2: It's just you know, like you go through shit, mm-hmm. and you either you know, like I said, use it as an excuse or mm-hmm. use it as fuel. Yeah. yeah. And there is this an ashtray.
1: Um, we have. You know what? Just somewhere. use it. Yeah, you can use it can it. be. Okay. Go ahead. No yeah. <laughs> be my guest. <laughs> yeah. It works as one just fine. So, was there a moment for you when you realized that using cannabis was beneficial to your well-being and more than just getting high?
2: Yeah, no, I I definitely believe that. So I I broke my back when I was eighteen. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, it was it was horrible.
1: Really quick, how old are you? I'm thirty. Okay, cool. Okay. You're our age. Yeah,
2: awesome.
1: Cool. I and feel like you've lived a lot of lifetimes based on what you're saying. I know. <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, is he old? Is he young? We're like, the, what's the difference? We're do? the same age,
0: but yeah. you've had a lot more of like diverse
2: experiences. Yeah, for it, sure. It seems like that's in your cool. Own way. It's it's been like you know I just more or less I like, Okay. Yeah, we got a light right there. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's more or less, you know, like the the life you live is obviously uniquely individual to to who you are and how you perceive things. Mm-hmm. And so for myself, you know, I I've been through shit. I, I know other people have, and it, it's hard, but it's never comparable. You know what I mean? Because yeah. what could be really hard for others could be super easy for me, mm-hmm. and that doesn't make me better or worse. Mm-hmm. But that that's just the thing is is understanding and realizing that if we're not in the present we're pissing on the past and the future. Yeah, And so being able to stay in where I'm at helps me decipher and logically uh, answer questions within myself of what I need to do next. Yeah. You know, so that's really what has helped me. And also, like, knowing that nobody's going to do anything for
3: me mm-hmm.
2: and, like, having to learn that the hard way.
3: Yeah. At the know? end of the day, it's you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so, but, like, I always say, you know, to my friends or, you know, people that are going through stuff is – Anything that I'm dealing with right now, I dreamed about five years ago.
3: Yeah.
2: Whatever that may be.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Stress, emotions, you know, just mm-hmm. whatever it could be. Yeah. These these challenges I dreamed about. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's for me to not take them for granted mm-hmm. and take advantage of the opportunity that God's given me mm-hmm. to be and able grow. to do what I love. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, to answer the question, weed really helped me. Uh, I'm bipolar. So I saw you guys as... Uh, episode yeah. on that and so for me it really like because I used to take this medication that really affected my liver mm-hmm. like really really bad I had liver failure oh, wow. <clears throat> and and really like was just not doing well mm-hmm. and so I started eating edibles and that was a shorter acting, I guess you could say. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't really just eat two hundred milligrams. At yeah. End of the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, maybe you can. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> depends uh, on your vibe. <laughs> yeah. It depends on the day too. Um, but it's a, uh, you know, it, it was just a process of learning that anybody doing something great is going to go through some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and whether that's publicly great or like I'm just proud of myself. Mm-hmm. So it's it's never about the recognition or doing things like that, you know, those comes with, with having integrity, honesty, you know, and, and just being you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess the biggest thing that I learned too in life was in my early days in music, it was, it was very hard to stay humble. mm mm-hmm. Like really hard because mm-hmm. I had people coming up telling me I was dope all the time. Yeah. And it's like, of course, I'm going to be like, yeah, uh, yeah, I know I am. Right. You know like not it's hard. Really. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. And so when when I really right sized myself and I started giving anybody the time of day,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: I learned more in my life than I have in 26 years. Yeah. In the last four.
1: Right. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm.
2: And so that's without school. Yeah. That's just having my eyes and ears open. Word. And
1: and I just love having that. conversations with people. People have so much to teach other yeah. people.
2: And I, I tell people this too is the one thing, only one thing changed my life. One question. What do you do for work? My first deal I ever made for two hundred fifty thousand dollars started with that question.
3: That's mm. awesome. And
2: so mind you, it moves forward. Yeah. And that like obviously gave me what I have to do today. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just that question. You never know who you're going to relate to. Yeah.
3: yeah,
2: you know, right? Or yeah. what kind of conversation opportunity will to come them.
0: out
3: of yeah. yeah, and even yeah. like
2: I wouldn't even say just like a beneficial opportunity.
0: Yeah, but sometimes
2: people need someone to talk to.
0: Yes, hundred percent. You know, and mm-hmm.
2: I I can't tell you how many times I've been in a random place. I have seen someone. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Next thing you know, they're telling me how they. We're on the way to hurt themselves or, mm, you know, yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And so just that, like, because I've been in those places.
3: Yeah. yeah,
2: And somebody randomly did it for me. Mm-hmm. Ironically, when I moved here.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, it was a weird scenario when I moved here. So we had came out here. I bought a house in Duncan.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: right? Random. First <laughs> yeah. And so I, <clears throat> I go to Duncan and there's lights on in this house. With a car in front and I'm like, there's furniture. I'm like, this isn't right. And so come to find out, what? it was a Zillow scam.
0: <gasps> oh shit. Yeah, you got scammed. Damn. And it was verified.
2: Like I talked to a realtor and everything. It was crazy. Oh wow. Yeah. What? So I tell hella people, like, be careful, make sure you meet oh. in person before you do anything. Damn. Even if it's verified, there's people scamming people. <gasps> and so when I first moved here, I I'm not gonna lie, I knew that prior to getting there. I had my buddy go there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't tell my wife because I didn't know how to.
3: Yeah. Like, right. We just
2: moved all the way across the country. Yeah. We've got a big ass moving truck. Mm-hmm. Now I have to tell you, we don't have a house to go to. Yeah. Like,
0: right.
2: No. Mm-hmm. So I go to this place in Yukon and I go into this like little coffee store. There's nobody in this sub mall parking lot. Mm-hmm. And I walk in. There's nobody in there except the lady, you know, that's working by the counter. She helps me out. And I turn left. And there's this dude sitting at a chair. And he literally goes, you look like you need somebody to talk to. And I just started crying. I'm like, dude, you have no idea. You gave
0: me goosebumps. I know. I
2: could cry (laughs) right now. (laughs) His his name's Steven. And if he ever listens, I I tried to find him. Yeah, called the number he gave me. Didn't work. Wasn't a real number. So I have no idea who this person is. Angel.
1: I I feel like that happens. I mean, that's happened to me once or twice where right when I needed somebody, a a stranger popped up. And then after that, it was like, I never heard from them, never saw them. But in that moment, they knew what they were doing. And they, like, spread that love right when I needed it. I believe that there are angels among us. Yeah, Yeah. for
2: sure. The craziest part was I was was just talking to them, you know, just kind of venting like somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. might need to do. And I was like, well, enough about me, man. What do you do? He says, he's a pastor.
3: Hmm.
2: And so, it's it's crazy because, like, that was a defining moment in my life. Yeah. I was literally, like, about to give it all up. Mm. And mm-hmm. so, I'm not specifically religious. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I care about, like, my inner peace. And I find that with being spiritual yes. Yes. and praying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and love and care.
3: Yes.
2: And so when that happened, I went to his church that weekend. Nobody heard of him before. What? Yeah. So, he Oh told wow, me, I have
1: full body He chills. told me to
2: keep going. He says you have no idea what you're capable
1: of. Yeah,
2: And if you quit, you definitely won't know. Interesting. And so here I am.
0: dude. Wow, shout out to Stephen. Yeah, yeah. I know. Fun. Shout out to Stephen. Yeah, Kong,
2: wherever he may be. The pastor from down the street. That's wow. what he said, and so there was only one church. You go out, it's right, and nobody heard of him. Nobody heard of him. Stephen, I love you. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know where you are. Oh wow! I would that love to see. It. What a cool story! Yeah, thank you for sharing it, that. Yeah, it changed yeah. my life.
1: Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run.
0: Yes, and with being business owners or self-sab, we understand what it's like
1: pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry
0: thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So we know that everyone has a different dynamic with family, but what's yours like with being in the position that you're in? Are they pretty supportive? Like with cannabis and just like that in general?
2: No and yes. Okay. So like my mom is sober.
0: Okay.
2: Uh she's been sober for like thirty five years, I think.
0: Wonderful.
3: And her awesome. sobriety
2: date's like literally the day after my birthday.
0: Wow.
3: So
2: she she always said, like, I'm not sharing my sobriety date with you. I had to push you out of date. With me. <laughs> and so That's um, funny. I've never seen that. my mom drink or do drugs. And so I can't lie. I've always wanted to smoke with her, right. but you know, I'm not going to pressure her into something she doesn't want to do, right. um, but she's, she's obviously sensing success. Mm-hmm. She's cared about what I do and showed, you know, yes. like interest in being proud about it, you know?
0: Yes. And,
2: and so my dad passed away when I was three. I'm so
0: sorry to hear that it, yeah, so it, you know, yeah. life happens, you, right. know, you just
2: keep rolling with the punches. Yeah. You know, sure do. And, um,
0: no, you're fine. Chief on it. <laughs> it's
1: important.
0: It's hard to smoke while you're talking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but, yeah, it's been interesting because nobody really in my family smokes weed. And they're all drug addicts, like recovering, yeah. you know what I mean? Not in uh-huh. a bad way, but they just are in their ways of like we stay you know, sober yeah. and all that. So I've had no interaction with it other than... Until success happened, yeah, that was like positive.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So any kind of life problem would happen, turn into a lecture of, you of know, what you do being and sober yes. is better. And so yeah. like, no, like when you're a business owner, you don't just have things given to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, even if you're rich, yeah, you still have to go through stuff,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it's still always going to be a process. So, but yeah, it's 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 chilled out a lot, I'd say, since yeah. you know, being out here and mm-hmm. moving. But it's always been like kind of reserved, you know, yeah, don't smoke sure. when you come to, you know, mm-hmm. Christmas. Don't don't do this. I don't smoke regardless. I don't give a shit. Right. Yeah. I'm getting high. yeah. But it's uh, yeah, it's, it's always been like that. It's weird. Yeah. You know, but when I was younger, I feel like that helped me get higher. Yeah. Like the, yeah. The thought of being caught by my mom. <laughs> right. Just made things that more interesting.
0: More exciting. <laughs> Living like, on the edge. I feel like Most people <laughs> right? can say the same thing a little
1: rebellion yes. and yeah. be like, huh. Like,
2: what should I dabble in now?
1: <laughs> so, Pete, let's flip the script a little. Will you tell us who you are and what you do? Yeah.
2: So, my name is Pete. I go by Skinny Pete, skinniest Pete this side of the Mississippi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had that name since I was 14. I actually had a pre Breaking Bad pre Italian job, so <laughs> okay. they had to contact me about my name. Not kidding. Really? Yes. I sold Breaking Bad my name.
1: What? <laughs> what? Yeah, the rights no to it. Way. Yeah, because I had
2: everything social media. Oh, P. yeah. And so they they needed that, and so I sold them that. That was in two thousand.
0: Okay, how does remember. I'm curious on the business part of this? How does that look like? You sold them your like handle, like yeah, the so name of it, and like how much does
2: that even run for? Well, or, like, at the time, I was really oblivious, uh-huh. so I was you know still a teenager. Yeah, they gave me five grand for it.
1: Oh shit! I mean, that's yeah. still a pretty good amount for it, being a teenager. I mean,
2: for how that show yeah went though, like yeah, it should I could have, have been like got like a couple hundred. You thousand. could have like held yeah. on to it. it. Yeah, should yeah, have been yeah. five hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> like screw off. Yeah, but um. What honestly, I, I, like I said, I think things happen for a reason because mm-hmm. like that helped me start my clothing brand, which is SKNY brand and, um, and then also have relevance to my name and brand. And then skinny jeans literally came when I was smoking weed. I was high smoking like some weed that I just harvested. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to come up with a brand name. And I'm like, it's got to be skinny something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, SKNY genetics. Hmm. skinny jeans.
0: Wow. I bought the mm-hmm.
2: LLC right then.
0: Amazing. And those moments are the best mm-hmm. when you like, they come to you naturally and it's because you are smoking. Yep. <laughs> and then it's a light bulb moment and then it all makes sense. Everything aligns and then
2: there's no question to it. Right? Yes. Yeah. And it's so like I tell people when, you know, like consulting or doing like any kind of brand management type of deal, mm-hmm. um, don't try too hard. You know, let it come to you. Yeah. You know, let your, you know, creativity flow and obviously enhance that, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it's been like a beautiful process that I'm not very, uh, I, I don't know what the word is. I I, I didn't want to say connected to. It's been, I, I, I have a hard time reminiscing and, like, looking back on accomplishments.
0: Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, it just feels surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. that moment never happened. Yeah. It's like, oh, did I really do but that? But it, it is you and you were in it. And yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It's, yeah. And if I stay hungrier, like, without, like, because obviously I want to be able to sulk and, like, understand what I've done, but more, um, I don't want to stay stagnant or think that I've done something that is worth, you know, doing anything again or right. retiring because yeah. I don't ever see that. I'm, I'm a lifelong yeah. worker, yeah. hustler.
0: Yep. Yeah, you need to stay inspired. You want to keep yeah. creating. Yeah, yeah, a life of creating.
2: And, I mean, we're working on getting in the Mississippi market now too.
0: Oh, there's so much opportunity. That's yeah. awesome, yeah. So cool. So speaking of that, we know being a dispensary owner isn't for everyone. What inspired you to have the drive to open up a
2: medical dispensary here in Oklahoma? You know, I, it was part of my four-year plan. Okay. So I didn't expect to own a dispensary yet. And that's the funniest part because I just, like, Hmm. I wanted to learn more. You know, I've always, like, even before it was legal, obviously, here it was in Oregon. And so the sales side of it was really good. And I also saw, like, you know, you can really individualize your brand more than just through a bag. Right. You know what I mean? And so that really wanted, like, I wanted at that point to be able to – start a dispensary due to the fact that my morals and reputation are built off of strictly quality.
0: I love that. And so yeah.
2: I'll never drop my uh, moral compass for a, an extra dollar. Like our store doesn't, even it'll never yeah. sell shake. I have no shake on a sign.
0: I respect that. that. And I so that.
2: I literally just want the best for everybody.
0: That's so cool.
2: And so it speaks through my work. Yeah. And, you know, obviously people's opinions of me. Mm Yeah. Because it's it's just what I do.
0: It's full circle. I don't know anything else. Yeah. That's good. You're a
2: good dude, Pete. Thanks. You are. You really
3: are.
1: So when did you officially open doors for Skinny Jeans? And what's your vision with your dispensary? Like, what do you hope to bring to Oklahoma patients?
2: Great question. So we opened June 29th. We're coming up on six months in business.
1: Amazing. Ooh, Congrats. Oh, thank Heck you. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: Surreal in that sense, too. Yeah. I'm like, I found that out, like, yesterday. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Dope. We're almost six months in. Yeah. And so the, uh, what was the second question again? I'm sorry.
1: Uh, what, what's your vision with your dispensary and what do you hope to bring to Oklahoma patients?
2: Okay. Uh, my vision with my, my store, like I was saying is, is quality is like my middle name.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I would rather pay more mm-hmm. to have something great
3: yeah.
2: and put it at affordable and make less mm-hmm. so everybody can have it. Yeah. And that's the business model. And it's like people, um, you know, that didn't have exotic weed before can mm-hmm. now come in and buy an eighth yeah. and not Break their pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not be paying 55. Yeah.
1: So you know? what's the, for somebody who's never been to your place, what would the ex- patient experience be like? Like, what's your one thing that you're like, the patient experience has to be this, even with your butt tenders, because I know, you know, every place is different. Everyone moves different, grooves different, talks different. Yeah. What's What are some values that are really important to you and expectations that patients have on the experience? Yeah, that you take pride
2: in? Yeah, I would say definitely customer service. So... My job experience has like, so I worked uh, for Apple before I did like, to college. Shut up. Tech support, yeah. <laughs> oh, <No. And>, um, Love <laughs> like like knew we had something here. Fellow Apples. Right. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. I also worked at Netflix. Cool. When they were like originally just one call center. Yeah. And I worked there when. They did the DVD plan switch. Yes. So okay, dope. Like so you got to
1: see that. Oh, Sick.
2: I, I had people, like, screaming at me. Oh, I'm sure. And, I mean, I got paid really good. Yeah. You know, I was only 18. Yeah. So, like, getting 22 an hour.
1: Was killing was it. crazy. Yeah, and especially so at I'm that like, time because yeah. there was such a cheaper, like, cost of living was so much cheaper back by- yeah, then. Yeah, it was crazy. It was yeah. a crazy time. So, dude, that is you know, so I, dope. I had, like, a crazy-ass
2: house, like, in a nice neighborhood, and then, wow. like, I mean, at that point, you know, it was like 1200 for rent like in yeah. Oregon. Ooh, that's you know, nice. Now it's like 45. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, and so it's just it's yeah, customer service is the biggest thing. Yeah. Um and also like the biggest thing that I've heard people say is mm-hmm. I've never had a conversation like this at any other store.
3: Oh, cool. So Love that. my mm-hmm. goal when
2: someone comes in isn't to just sell them, but educate them as well. <laughs> If someone comes in asking about THC percentages, I'm going to say, "Listen, <laughs> I know where you're coming from. Yeah, but this is what I go off of. Mm-hmm. You want to, you want to try it, and and if you're if you're excited about it, and you smoke it, and you see that we're right, you won't have any questions. You'll come right back. Yeah. I was like, and I'm here every day. You think I want to put my face out like that? <laughs> right. You know.
3: Yeah. And so
2: that's really the biggest thing people say is is I I, well I'm there every day, like I'm literally going there after this. And so the, just talking to people,
0: you know, Mm
2: -hmm. like, what are you doing today? For sure. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, versus just acting like I'm interested. Well, I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and I just have a genuine interest in intellectual. That's a gift
0: though, too. Yeah. Like it really is. I can see that you can talk to anybody (laughs) and a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. People who can, like, that's really special, so.
1: It is. I also admire that you are at your dispensary every day and not saying that you wouldn't be, but... You know, when people open up a dispensary, it's easy to just, like, leave it and then not be involved. And it's like, oh, I own a dispensary. Like, everyone's doing what they need to. My ship is running fine. And then I'm just chilling, doing other stuff. Like, you know, finding maybe other ways to make money. But it's cool that you're very invested in their daily. Yes. Because I feel like that not only shows your staff. Respect. It helps respect, you know, them respect you. But also with your patients, it builds more rapport because they see the man who's, like brand this is, and he's there every day, and he's handling shit, and yeah. that's really cool. And patience admire. I mean, I admire that. Patient that's over awesome. profit, man. Always, always, one hundred percent. Yeah, of course, it's really admirable.
2: It's like, and it's so weird because, like, I when I first started the store, I genuinely had no idea what I was doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, but I, yeah, I, I'm, that's me. I'm a risk taker. I, yeah. I moved to Oklahoma.
0: It's a skill. I think. Alaska. Yeah, it I is. It like,
2: I, I literally. I'm watching a UFC fight. Yeah. Right? Which I do. I love UFC. My cousin fought in the UFC for a few years. Oh, that's cool. And the, uh, like, we had an idea of of planning. We had packed and everything. We just had no clue when we were leaving. We were scared, you know? And it was, like, 1230. You know, everything was empty. Like, we Mm -hmm. had already got a moving truck. And I'm like, "Eh, (laughs) yeah. I'm awake. I could drive for eight hours. And then we left.
3: Huh. you wow. know like we had
2: already got the house.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like
2: we could go whenever. Yeah. And uh yeah so it's like I I don't hesitate <clears throat> in anything and obviously my morals are involved like patience yeah. over profits.
0: Yes, right?
3: You know like
2: obviously the money will come if you're doing things well. It will. Yes. Like yeah the
0: universe has your back. Yeah. So,
2: and so that's that's like anytime that people ask me like, like, what do I do to stay motivated? And it's, like, obviously, like, seeing people's faces. Yeah. Seeing them, like, happy. Having that interaction. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So being on Campus Corner, which is a superb location for your dispensary, would you say your patients are mostly, like, college students? Or what's that demographic look like?
2: Uh, they're, it's a great mixture, to be honest, you cool. know. And I'd say more recently, definitely a lot more college students have been coming in. Um, I love
0: that. I love to hear that because I remember when I was in college, like, we didn't have this access to medical yeah. dispensaries, and so I'm just like, how much these kids who are in college having access to fucking dispensary on campus corner, like... Right. Dude, I would have kicked that ass is, in college if I would have gotten a, a smoke That is a privilege. That is a strong privilege. Yeah. And it's just like, that is helping them Dude. so much, and I'm so glad that... They get to experience yeah. that and, like, go straight to the corner for mm-hmm. their medicine to help them study or help them sleep at night before this, like, huge exam and, like, all the stress you feel. Oh like. Gosh,
1: even going to – and like, smoking before an exam, I used to get such horrible anxiety and that's – I yeah. would get, like, test paralysis and so I would always, like – Get C's on my test because I just couldn't. Like, I would get so nervous and I would second guess myself on uh-huh. everything that I studied. Yeah. But I feel like if i if medical cannabis, like obviously not the, the stuff impact. that we got back then, but like now, I could go so much deeper. Like, like I would fucking rock school right now. My yeah. teachers wouldn't know a what I'm Kids My kids are lucky and they better be
0: grateful yes, and recognize so they're
2: growing up in Facts. a place to yeah. where
1: they have direct
0: access. Yes.
2: <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's been definitely a wide variety of people. Um, it, I mean, I've been hyping my brand up for like you know ever since I moved here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I I'm not shy, but I'm not shameful. Yeah, I'm not gonna just like oh yeah that's cool you like weed. Well, <laughs> I, I, I do this. No, it's never like that. Like yeah. people like they'll show interest mm-hmm. before I say anything,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and and like I feel like that's what people see is they see that I take a lot of pride in what I do and I, I care about it to the point like I, I, on my Instagram bio, I say I'm the new standard. And so like, please come pick my stuff through like with a Mm -hmm. fine tooth comb, like I encourage it. And so everything down to compliance and our, our books are unbelievably like clean and, and solid through everything. And obviously the, with the question going back to that, my stoner random uh rambles. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but the yeah, it's it's Instagram. I've done no no marketing. Yeah, Instagram baby. No it's out. a
0: love-hate relationship. Where we hate it right now. I've
2: never been taken down.
0: Well, we're down right I now. I know I saw that. I saw <laughs> that. But it's like it's I literally, so
2: exhausting. I'm I say that in, with surprise. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah.
0: I mean that's definitely yeah. how We were rolling for a while, and I'm not. We were on a good kick for a while. Into the universe, talking about it, but you know, I do have
2: somebody that I can put you in contact with that is good at getting accounts back. So
0: okay, 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 okay. We I feel like we always like it always works out. I know it it always comes back up pretty quickly. It does, but then like there's times where it goes like off and on in a short period of time, and then time where months go by and nothing happens. So I'm like, what? What is this algorithm like? What yeah. the fuck? I know you're, you're screwing everything up. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's really like Ugh. they hate weed for no reason. Ugh, like, no reason. I've seen some crazy stuff on Instagram, dude.
1: Right? Crazy. Like, and I like mean crazy. <laughs> Like, so, like, ugh, yeah. I like, think why I can't they that.
2: just put one of those little, you know, eyeball signs through, like, my I want to sell weed yes. pictures? Yes, and yeah. then go,
0: like, see why.
2: Like, go, yeah. go, go view
0: the photo, or whatever you yeah. yeah. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll hey, Instagram, Meta, if you're listening, I will <laughs> They're always gladly listening. do the input info <laughs> fact checker on that. You know, the CY section, it can just say, you know, medical cannabis is legal in a way yeah. really
1: states. Or blur my yes. picture out and then hit the,
0: do
2: you really want to see this? Or people who are viewing
0: in Oklahoma well, everyone can view it because yeah. all the people here—it's legal here.
2: Yeah, that's, that makes sense, yeah. right? It'd be and a good the, idea. I, my profile is set to like you can't be under eighteen and view it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so people get through the cracks,
3: of course. You know, yeah.
2: And so it's it still shows to people. Like I had a video go viral. It's like an outdoor meme, and it got like I think it's at like seven point eight million oh views my now. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, I gained like nineteen thousand followers. Nope. And it was just so crazy, and but there's tons of people that aren't eighteen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: So yep. it's like the the settings you choose don't even work.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know they're gonna show up to people anyway. Just yeah. stupid control. Yeah, and nobody wants to admit that like certain things influence everything and are right. ran more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like we could go we on and drop again. Uh, <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: Um, so let's flip the script a little bit. Tell us where your passion for managing artists in the music industry came from. Where did that spark for you rise?
2: That's a great question too. Um <laughs> I love that. I love you guys' questions.
1: Good. <laughs> Thank I
2: wasn't you. sure how to prepare for them cuz I felt like you guys through like listening would individualize the questions. So, yes, like, yes. I appreciate that <laughs> yeah. A lot. Of course. Yeah. But the the to go on with that, the the biggest thing was in in my music career, I was managed by a horrible manager, mm-hmm. very greedy, very selfish, shout me out on stage, you know, like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> was like, even who so you are. And it's like, because the real fact is, you can put people in position to play, but they don't know how to play, yeah. game's over. Yeah. right. Petey sure. came to play.
3: <laughs> hey. I was there. Bars. And it's like,
2: the, 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 people hate to underst- oh, they hate to see if you make a genuine connection with someone it doesn't matter how you got there.
0: Yeah. Mm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. You
2: know? Yeah, I pay weird. homage, don't get me wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Very grateful for the position I was in and I wouldn't have been able to be there without what he did for me. Yeah. But he tried to kill my career.
3: Mm.
2: So, my passion for managing artists came from being mismanaged. That's awesome. Um, And so I don't take royalties from the artists that I work with at all. Mm -hmm. Their music is their music. Yeah. I'll help distribute it. Mm -hmm. You know, but the majority of the people that I work with, specifically ill Chris, is very Mm self-reliant. He's put me onto a lot of stuff. That's awesome. And so I told him three years ago, I said, Chris, have I ever asked you for anything? He said, no, never actually He's like, that's crazy. I was like, <laughs> shit. He's like, you're the only friend that's ever, never asked for something. I was yeah. like, yeah. exactly. I've shown you like what I'll do for you with nothing in return. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was like, I'm going to ask you for something now. I was like, help me get this stuff started. And here we are. Cool. You know, and it wasn't even in the sense of money.
1: No, it was just like.
2: Like marketing. Yeah. Like reposting my stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, doing stuff like that, like going up to other artists that he knows, yeah. and promoting my stuff. That's yeah. cool. That's like you know cool, I mean? like that relationship yeah.
0: mm-hmm. and like the trust and like the loyalty and just. I think it's cool, like how you taught him to yeah. like, yeah.
3: And know. it's like
2: through, like, you know, being like genuine and loyal, because like yes. obviously that can hurt you too. Yeah. You know, but it's like a just, long way. I've never stopped being that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that's why I'm here. I could have quit when it hurt worse
0: right?
2: and just started being selfish too. Yeah. But then I wouldn't have the respect. I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be valued. I would mm-hmm. be right. just another dude in the weed industry getting over on people or the music exactly. industry. And so nobody can say anything bad about me. If you can't, you're a hater. Yeah. Hater. And you're welcome. Please. Yeah. <laughs> so, but just not mismanaging people. Yeah. Giving people the right outlets at cost. You want to get on World Starts this much.
0: Yeah. yeah, here's the email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, making I'm not
2: making money off of you easy as I suppose <clears throat> And it's mm-hmm. like the biggest thing like if I do make money because like through that they'll obviously want to pay me Yeah, because I'm still doing the great job. Yeah. yeah, and I make money off of show bookings
3: mm-hmm.
2: Tours because a lot of stuff I'll book, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're busy wrapping mm-hmm. Yeah, they shouldn't be calling promoters.
0: No,
3: like yeah.
2: that's how you devalue yourself. You just made yourself accessible. Yeah, way to go.
0: Uh, yeah, the more you know, knowledge is power. You yeah, got yeah. some knowledge, Pete. And thank you. Yeah, I just listened. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's cool because a lot—I mean, a lot of people don't, and a lot of people it doesn't absorb mm-hmm. or sit in. You know? Yeah, and you can tell that it has
2: soaked into you. Thank you. So, like, I just I. Like, I, my, everybody told me I wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah. Just like everybody, yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. And okay. it's, uh, you know, uh-huh. my rapper said I was going to go, or my teacher said I was going to yeah. be in jail, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It, it, it was more just, I just knew what I wanted to do, and whatever you said didn't matter.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's that's the same way with music. You have to have that mentality. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to be crazy mm-hmm. to think you're going to make it in music. Yeah. Like, yeah. You yeah. kind of have to. I mean, there's really, billions yeah. of people in right, this world. Yeah. Yeah. And there's billions that can sing better yeah. and yeah. rap better.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah.
2: just that, you know, mm-hmm. giving people fair chances.
0: Right. That's awesome. I, I like that. So you're a creative and you wear a lot of different hats. How do you stay focused and inspired to keep doing what you're doing?
2: <laughs> At first I'm like, yes, I do have a lot of hats. Recently <laughs> I've been wearing this one. <laughs> uh, literally. Uh, I, you know, Hypothetically speaking. That's hilarious. Yeah. You know, I I just stay, you know, it's, that's how you know I love what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just am, I'm grateful through what I, I give back. So I, I guess, like, the actions that have been given to me, you know, through the store, I have to, you know, well, I don't have to. I get to go, and I get to be a part of this, and I get to be a part of the Campus Corner community, you know, and and, and stuff like that that allows me to be, great in that so our farm is almost finished we just we have to put walls up I grow weed mm-hmm. yeah. I don't I haven't hired somebody to grow weed I yeah. am going to be in that warehouse Dope. and so I can't wait for that like mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be a great mix because my wife knows how to grow weed too because I taught her cool and so she literally does exactly what I do Like it's not even like you know I could mm-hmm. go away for a week and shoot plants have been watered this yeah, is what everything's were running as were. it should yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Shout out to your wife. Yeah. What's her name?
2: Josie. Shout out
1: to Josie. <laughs> and she's
2: really cool. I mean, but it's like she also like in the beginning believed in me. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And that's important. Yeah. Like she she literally took, she was she had like about $60,000 in stocks. And she's from Finland. Mm-hmm. She's not even from the U.S. Oh, okay. cool. And I didn't ask for this. Mm-hmm. Like on my life. I yeah. didn't ask. I told her, no, I don't want to take your money. And she said, it's our money. I believe in you. And this is what I want to do. So that was the money to buy the house.
0: Yeah.
2: Pretty much, you know. And so, like, that was like, I I don't even know what to say. I know. Because it's like, you know. speechless. I I don't Mm -hmm. want it to sound like she just pulled out 60 racks and gave it to me. It wasn't like that. But it was like, I believe in what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And so.
0: So That's a lot. yeah, Yeah. And what's crazy
2: is as soon as we got here, we found out she was pregnant.
0: Oh, and wow. Like, well,
2: the journey gets harder. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, it, it was beautiful too. Cause yes. so my daughter was born five weeks early Okay, and was born with uh, gastroschisis and arthrogryposis. And she was also breached. So she was, a, it was an emergency C-section. Okay. So she was not, she told them, they told us she wasn't going to make it. Oh, wow. Like, so I was like in and out of like blacking out, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was like one of the hardest times. I've ever had to go through. But thank you to like my muscle memory, I was able to autopilot like four weeks, you know, like that Mm -hmm. I don't even remember. Yeah. And still get everything done. And so at that point I realized that I could I could handle any curve that Mm -hmm. life throws me. There's nothing I can't. And um yeah. That's
0: That's a good (laughs)
3: answer.
1: Well said. Yeah, that was. So do you have any advice that you want to share with our listeners? That you or someone maybe would have told you or helped you out in one way or another?
2: Follow what you believe in, you know? It's as simple as that. You you have a goal. Um, say, you you know, you just want to be rich, filthy rich, and have a Bentley. Mm-hmm. All black, black rims, <laughs> yeah. tinted. Find out what it takes. How much does it cost to buy? What does your credit score need to look like? What are these little things that these rich people do that Make those cars seem cheap. What do they do? Yeah. What are they doing? And so you look into that, and I'll give you a perfect example of what to do. It's exactly what I did. So my company is owned in a trust. I have a Granners Trust in my daughter Adeline's name. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: That trust owns SKNY brand. Actually, no, I take that back. That trust owns SKNY Global, which is my Mm S-Corp. My S-Corp then owns Skinny Brand. LLC which then owns skinny jeans LLC and so all of these things that I've done are different forms of revenue so all my merch in my stores sold on a different LLC than Mm -hmm. what my weed is sold under and my skin like there's DBAs and everything so Mm -hmm. doing business as finding ways to you know if we're in a medical market I don't believe taxes should be a thing and because that's how it is with the medical field yeah and so Obviously, there's certain things that are it, but there's ways to implement, you know, not having taxes like all these really rich people that people, you know, show show tax returns that like if the the world was set up to not pay taxes. We just Mm -hmm. had to learn it.
3: Yeah.
2: And nobody taught me. I had to read about it. Yeah. And ironically, it was through an Oklahoma State online article through their business classes. All that is found online, by the way.
0: Be resourceful. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't
2: you don't have to pay for school. You can find it all online. Yeah, yeah. or you can just show up.
0: <clears throat>
2: I used to do that too. After I graduated, <laughs> just show I up. was not enrolled in the school. I'd show up to classes. Really? You just walk in. Yeah, they wouldn't do anything. They would. Yeah, they would appreciate it.
1: Interesting. Yeah,
2: why would not? Why would they not encourage? I mean, yeah, that's true. Even if I did the whole course, I'm not getting a paper that yeah. says I did it. Yeah, they know that. Mm-hmm. So why not let somebody learn?
0: Yeah. I mean, because they, yeah. they don't make money off of you well, from I mean, learning in their institution, right?
2: Well, I mean, yes and no, but it's a double-edged sword. Like, I yeah. don't get to show anybody that I learned that. Yeah, and that's true. And you true. don't make any money off of it.
0: Right, so if you break it down like that, yeah. then it's like, yeah. hmm, so give the kid a chance. You can yeah. find anything
2: online. Don't yeah. use Google. Go sit in you random. Know, like, just walk into yeah. colleges. <laughs> just use go Google. sit in the yeah. class you want to be. <clears throat> you belong. Yeah. So just <laughs> know all the resources are free. Everything is online. And if you it's want good. to find it, you will.
0: You will. So we ask everyone this question, Pete. What's the stigma surrounding cannabis that you would like to see changed?
2: I would like the stigma of people being lazy to change. That's one of the biggest things. Um, because I smoke like an ounce of weed a day. Okay. I almost wanted to roll up another one. And I got
0: I'm got high from that white truffle. Uh, oh, I'm high as shit. Yeah, it, was really, yeah, it, it was, was really good. Yeah, it was really great. So, <laughs> but...
2: You know, just the people, people put that stigma, like, you know, especially with people like that, everybody that grows weed, like the bearded white dude, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd like the stigma of that too. Like, I hate that. Like, I hate knowing that people know I grow weed just by looking at
0: yeah like and i right. wish that wasn't
2: the case yeah but i really do you can you know? just kind
0: of braid people like that yeah I don't know. I mean, <laughs> and, um but
2: the the lazy stoner is the biggest thing because i'm up at five every day right yeah and i go to bed about eleven thirty or midnight mm-hmm. and i find the time to do the things that i enjoy and have fun with right while getting everything and then more done yeah yeah that speaks and, for itself yeah. positive self-affirmations you're never yes. too cool for those you are while, not while Word. i'm working in my farm or my my R and D room, and there's tons of stuff that I got to do, and I'm doing it by myself. I tell myself they're not waiting for me. These other people are doing it by themselves too, mm-hmm. and if they're not, they're still doing it. So I need to do it. Yeah, I'm not going to get anywhere.
1: Yeah, if I you got to hype it. yourself up. And I mean, I'm
2: talking to myself out loud. Yeah, yeah I that's do important. that too. I do that too. Yeah, do that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm
1: like, what are you doing? You've got yeah. this. Like, don't be, you know, just giving like. Really talking yeah. to yourself. I feel like when I say it out loud and it's I hear myself crazy to say do it, it yeah. it's different than hearing it in my head. Because when I hear it in my head, I can always turn it off. Oh yeah. But when I'm saying it out loud, I can't. You I can to, stop myself, but it's like once I get started, it's like you it can't. A stop. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Pete, I think this wraps up today's episode. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we hop off?
2: Um, I'm trying to think. Shout out to my team, man. Shout out, you know, Harrow. He's, he works with me at the stories. One of my other artists. He's unbelievable. Cool. He can sing so good. I'm, I'm not kidding when I tell you he can sing really good. It's I'll have unbelievable. to check him out. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you some links. Okay, cool. And um, and then Ill Chris and then my wife, and just the the community in Oklahoma. A lot has rejected me because I'm not from here. Yeah, but you know others have accepted me, and yeah. I I appreciate that because absolutely. I, I I just care about what I do, and I hope other people get to can see uh, that. Well, not even just that. I hope others do more, yeah. even if they don't need to. Yeah,
0: Yeah. for sure. That's That's good. That's awesome. Well said. Well, where can the people keep up with you on your social media?
2: You can follow uh, the Skinny Jeans page. It's skinny, S-K-N-Y dot jeans, G-E-N-E-S. And then my personal page is official dot S-K-N-Y, Pete. And, yeah, you can find us there. And uh, on Facebook, it's it's, uh, skinny dot jeans as well.
1: Perfect cool.
2: and google uh we all Maps, the places you know. <laughs>
1: amazing. <Yeah. laughs> Well, Pete, thank you so much. We really appreciate you being here and just sharing your story and enlightening us with the beautiful conversation. I yes. know Brandon can agree. Absolutely. This was a wonderful conversation and I feel like it really filled my cup. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
2: I'm grateful to be here. Thank you for your time. Yes. Appreciate it. this is a sweet spot. Like I was like I was envisioning, like I was like, I wonder what it's gonna look like. Yeah. I <laughs> hope we can smoke. Yeah. 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 And I figured we could. It's yeah. the yes. cannabis hangout. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just like the I think about like different places and I, I remember I, I was in a studio and this guy like i just lit up you know mm-hmm. and like my buddy was like yeah we smoke in there all the time yeah and the last time i listened to that without asking but he's like you're gonna break the microphones you know oh, and I'm like, yeah you're know. gonna mess up so i always just check just in case if there is mics involved out of, yeah. respect, out of respect i get yeah. it yeah yeah
1: well everyone stay tuned for next week's episode and as always brand stay medicated